I, I was just thinking to myself how God has been very gracious to my life. And I believe you as well, you. You know, if it had not been for, I don't know. I, I mean, if God had not shown you and I mercy, the truth is, we could not be here. Hallelujah. So let's not take it for granted at all. It's a blessing to be here tonight. And I pray that your heart will be opened to hear what the Spirit of God has for us. Amen. Tonight we are going to tackle a very important subject. Very, very important, I damn it. And so for those of us who are privileged and those who are at home, please pay attention. Because the understanding of what will come to us tonight will transform your life and it will help you to stand very well. Amen. Our Father, we are grateful. When we haven't done anything, you saved us. And you gave us an assurance that I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. All of this, Lord, tells us that it was not because of anything that we we, we did. You simply loved us. Thank you. In this life, we ask that you will give us such an understanding heart that we will walk worthy of you and be found pleasing you in all things in the name of Jesus. Tonight, Lord, I thank you that you are the God who has a word for his people. And so prepare our hearts that we may receive the word of God to come to us, to remain in us as a well of water, springing forth to everlasting life. This we ask in Jesus' name. And everyone said, um, Mama already had told us the title of what we're going to be discussing tonight, dealing with wrong thoughts and evil thoughts. As far as I can see, this is one of the greatest hindrances to man's progress towards God. Because when I looked into the scriptures as the Holy Spirit helped me, I saw clearly that what has been the hindrance to spiritual things Spiritual developments is this matter of wrong thinking and wrong thoughts. And God proved that by the word of God. So I would like for us to be very, very committed to hearing 
and allow God to help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just say this. Thoughts are part of human way of living. Is there someone here who, ha- who doesn't think? Hello? In fact, even as I'm speaking, you are thinking. So, thoughts is, is if the person who doesn't think is the person who is dead. As long as you live in this body, you are made in such a way that you think. Thoughts roll through your mind. You decipher. You reflect. But most of us have not discovered that what goes on in a person's mind tells who he is. Hallelujah. And that's why it's very important that we come to the understanding of our thoughts. The truth, as I discovered, is that whoever controls your thoughts has the power to lead you. Think about that. If the devil gets access to control your thinking, you can be sure of how he will lead you. So thoughts are very important. Honestly speaking, they originate. Thoughts starts. I'm trusting God to make it as practical as possible. They start from what you see. They start from what you touch. They start from what you hear. Thoughts starts quickly running as soon as it gets something into it. That's why we will look at this scripture together. Proverbs 23.7 And I just want you to think about that. The first portion of it. Can we all read this scripture together? One, two. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. If we can only take the first part, so is he. One more time, go. I want you to stop and think a bit about it. As a man thinks, in fact the original King King James says, as a man thinketh in his heart, for as he 
thinketh in his heart, so is he. Beloved, I want to say something. What goes on in your mind is exactly who you are. Praise the Lord. I want you to think about this. As you think, so are you. So you will notice that when the thoughts start processing, you see, it's a very quiet matter in your mind discussing everything. And if it gets the chance, you execute your thoughts. If I look at Becky and I'm not happy with her and there is no check and I keep processing it, the next thing is to find a solution to the thought. The thought will give me the supply as to what to do. So, when I come to execute it, it is something I had processed in my mind. It is not now. The effect of what has been demonstrated towards her is something that had actually taken place in my mind. So that is why God judges the thought of a man and declares that you have done this. And so whether it has happened or it hasn't happened, you are judged for it. When Satan thought and said he was going to Make a coup in heaven. Did he get to do it? I'm asking. Did he get to do it? So why was he removed from heaven? He was judged. By his thoughts. So these two days. I pray that if you are here tonight. May the Lord help you. To listen to this two days thought. Amen. As a man thinketh, God is so wonderful. You don't know what can be going on in my mind, but I can, can smile. And that's where we get deceived. But, your smile can be divorced from the real stuff of what's going up in your mind. So, I pray. You know, I'll tell you a secret. By God's grace. If something flashes and I give a thought to it, I haven't even done it. I have enough sense to know that I have done, I have sinned. So I confess that Lord, this thought was not correct. 
I gave attention to it. You know why I do that? I do it because God sees the secret of your thoughts. You can't say, I won't think. You will think. There's nobody here tonight who doesn't function in thinking. Until we are dead, these things are going to continue. But, it is crucial that now we get to know it and trust God to start arresting any thought that is not of God. Praise the Lord. As a man thinks in his heart, so is that individual. So whether he had taught to execute it or he had taught to be quiet about it, as far as God is concerned, this is how I see this man. That's why thoughts are very critical. I want us to, we will talk a bit about where they come from. We will talk a bit about the conflict in the mind, in the thoughts. And trust God now to make a final decision. That from tonight, I will make sure that evil thoughts and wrong thinkings have no place in my life. You agree with me? Say a big amen. Auntie Vero. I dream a woe with him. And no, and a vegetable will never buy So would you be be one a bonia? When young year born in a crown, or young couple who say, I bonnie, because why do you know? And see, a dear year, see, and a dream, a tray and say, You better hear who see ye. Now, dream bonnie be by a trimua. Your car train is safe, remain so. Men my way who quaint. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. We'll take it from verse number 5. We will do my version and then we will do NLT. New King James. Everybody, please pay attention. These two days are very critical for us. What shall we eat? Eight five. Those who live according to the flesh. They set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. is <laughs> becoming hot. Bible is describing two ways of thinking. 
praise the Lord. So get it correct right from the beginning. The next one said, For to be carnally minded is what? Oh, you didn't hear that. To be carnally minded is what? I don't think you understand that. You are dead when your mind is not spiritual. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Now, you see how thoughts are important? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. May the Lord give us a revelation in Jesus' name. So then, was that a seven that I read? So then, those who are in the flesh cannot. Everybody say cannot. Even if you want to. Did you hear that? Even if you want to. You cannot please God. Verse 9. But you are not of the flesh. But in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God is in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Hallelujah. Now, we will do it in a modern English. Let's switch now to NLT and spend some time here as we trust God. Those who are dominated, uh dominated by the sinful Nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled, let's watch the words. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, they think about the Holy Spirit, think about things That do what? That please the Spirit. Some of us will have to cry out tonight as we hear the word of God. Hallelujah. All of us. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to Life and peace. Brother. Sister. Nobody can give you peace. Except yourself. Nobody can give you peace. As I reflected. And thought. 
I discovered that peace, peace, God kind of peace, He has given. But you are the recipient. And if you don't allow God to help you to keep it, you will quarrel with everybody. You will be struggling with your own self. And everybody else will be blamed. But tonight, take hold of your thoughts. And enjoy the peace of God. For the sinful nature, I'll be coming back to to, to it on this one. For the sinful nature is always hostile. Always, not one, always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law. In other words, it never did obey God's word. And it never will. He will not obey it today. He will not obey it tomorrow. It's only a matter of time. Simply as try to be diplomatic. That's why, you know, there's this scripture that speaks a lot to me. Let love be without hypocrisy. Oh, it's too powerful. If you like, go and meditate on it. Unfortunately for us, hello, unfortunately for us, the human nature is very good at being a hypocrite. Presenting yourself different from your thoughts. May the Lord help us. That is why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. Verse 9, and then you bring me back now to the verse 5. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. This is a big one to say a big amen. If you understand the scripture. You understand what born again is. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them, they do, living in them do not belong to Him at all. Hallelujah. Now, we are talking about dealing. So, from tonight, please learn. You take charge. And don't. I want us to know that nobody is exempted in what I'm discussing. The bishop the reverend, the pastor, the judge, the president, the church member. As for unbelievers, honestly, 
I don't want to worry much about them because they are already there. The verse 8 told us. Anybody who is not born again is under the control of the old nature. Praise the Lord. Obia yengono awofofro wo Yesu Christo dimono. Ana Yesu mono. Honam tu meno ne wono so. Enti so wakachila ose ne. Anyway in kokoa. You just get up and you follow. I remember I invited Brother Shitu to preach one time here. And he made a statement. I think he was talking about something similar to what we are discussing. He was a soldier. And he did something very nasty to somebody. And I think he was talked to by a superior person, a senior soldier, that what you did was not right. So let's go and apologize. So he went and apologized, acknowledging that what he has done was not correct. So when he went back home and he thought about it, he said, why shall I go and say apology? I'm going back to collect my apology. (laughs) What? Me, a soldier? To say to a civilian, I'm sorry. It's not done. So he said he went back and said, I take my apology back. I'm, I didn't apologize. What I did, I have done. I have taken it back. Do you know what was in operation? The sinful nature. Because, you see, the, oh, Jesus, thank you for coming to sacrifice to save us. The sinful nature, if it is in action, brother, sister, thank God for such an instructions from the word of God that die to your flesh. Praise the Lord. If it is in action, you can even be a pastor. It's not that easy. So, now, Bible said, now let's start from five. Bible says, and how I wish you would take some time off between you and God and His Word, begin to ask some things and say, Lord, who is in charge? Because it says that those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. There is nothing, let me tell you, The old nature has nothing to offer. In fact, sometimes it can be good. But even in his goodness, it is as as filthy rags. The sinful nature that we inherited from Adam, that we go about with it, that nature... He, 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 he's a master planner. He can sit in your mind and give you ammunitions how you should do everything. How you can calculate to set the trap. 
how you can react. He has a way of taking his time to plan. And you'll find yourself. Let me tell you something. We have all operated under the sinful nature before. Amen. If he has a mission, he takes his time to plan. If he knows that if I get here, I will be exposed, he has a very nice way of going about it. So that it will not be seen. When he has been able to cross this border, then he will develop it. And it will go until he has been able to execute that. He has no rest. So that's why God has already indicated that as soon as you allow it, the thought comes. And you allow it, you are judged for it. Because where it's coming from, until it has finished its job, by the way, it cannot please God. So, until it has finished its job, it's not leaving you. So, the sinful nature, when it dominates over a man, over a woman, brother, You are not free. You can never be free. That's why sometimes even Christians can get to the point, you know, we are the ones who take things very lightly. But Christians can go to the point where when they are doing something that is not correct and a brother or sister is trying to say, oh, this I think, be very careful. They can tell you in your face. Please, please, please. This is not peace and many blessings here. I have heard that thing so many times. So there's nothing wrong. That you'll be helping a... Oh, oh Sister Upa, what, is that you? Please, the words that you... Please, please, please. This is not peace and many blessings. If you don't deal with it... They will deal with you. So, brother, I'm begging us. I read these scriptures and I'm asking myself very serious questions. Evil thoughts. Wrong thinkings. You were born in it. We were born in it. And it has been part of our lives that is why the termination of the old nature is very crucial. Jesus has to make it Kim. If it doesn't, it can trouble us. It can trouble us. Let me just bring you forth to something very practical. Peter. Peter, Peter, Apostle Peter. A born servant of God. Today I was listening to something that really touched my heart. And I began singing how someone was speaking and said, In the whole world, we don't have too many born servants of God. We don't have too many 
bond apostles and bond prophets of God. When the person said that initially, I was like, but as I listened carefully, I said, "Mm, this is true. Because a bond servant really has no interest of himself. A bond servant is not interested at all. There is only one thing to please his master, which is Jesus. And you know that Jesus, in the days of his life, I have said it over and over again, and that scripture is still ringing. My father has not left me because I do those things that please him. Even Jesus, in the, day, on his, in the days of his life on the earth, there was only one thing that Jesus was living for. What pleases the Father is what Jesus was interested in. Apart from that, nothing else. Because of that, confidently he spoke and said, The Father has not left me. Because I do those things that please him. So when the man said it and my mind started rolling and rolling and rolling, I came to the conclusion that, you know, it's nice to read it and even to preach about it. But the truth is that bond servant is not, to become, to be qualified as a bond servant is not a small thing. It's not. And all those people who were born servants of God, they, they had no life of their own. Apostle Paul is one. Peter thems, James thems, they are the ones who say to die is not a problem. If you want to kill, kill. They are born servants. They have no interest. They have no desire. There is nothing about them that matters to them. But we, we, a lot of things matter to us. A lot. I remember one day one of our sisters made a statement. He used to be with us here and left and we still kept fellowship. And so she came to my house. We had lunch, everything. We were talking. And then she says, "Ah, I don't understand you. You are too heavily minded. You are too heavily minded. Take your time. We must enjoy small. Before Jesus comes. Every day since I have known you, you are having heavy. Why? Yembre. Are we not tired? May the Lord help me. May we all learn to get to the point where Christ and Him alone. Hallelujah. Let's get to business. Sinful nature makes you think about sinful things. There are no two ways about it. But those who are controlled, in other words, they are born again and they have surrendered to the word of the Lord, they think about things that please God. This thing that I'm going to do, is God going to be delighted 
would God be very happy? When you even sleep because of the, of the body which is not renewed, that sometimes we have a little sleeping in the body to say something. You are so discouraged and you repent quickly. And I can tell you that what you will repent about when you tell somebody who is not in the same boat with you, we will say, <laughs> this thing that you are disturbed about, this is nothing. You haven't done anything. Why? Because they don't understand. The old nature is so strong. So brother, wrong thinking and wrong thoughts. Let's begin to examine ourselves when we are all by ourselves. What people have said to us. What people have done to us. If they still have power to control us and to let us be worried and to let us be thinking and to let us devise all kinds of things, we must know where that is coming from. Praise the Lord. We must get to the point where even if it has been said, because of the purity of Christ in you, you still have this mind which makes you think only about good reports. Which makes you think about good things. Which makes you think about things that are pure. That are of good report. The influence of whatever anybody did to you ah, has no power over you. Hallelujah. And we, we all have to examine it, examine it ourselves. Is that what my husband did? No, I can't forgive him. But you are tongue-talking. Is that what my wife did? Nah, it's not possible. Is that what the pastor said? Is that what the church, my sister... No. Okay, me, we are Christians. I won't say anything. But I will never talk with him. Have you asked yourself who is in control? One day, Jesus has set his heart to go to Jerusalem. And they had to pass through a certain village. The people were excited, wanting to have Jesus, to have a break, a stop, to pay attention to them. But the journey was such that Jesus was focusing, going. And the people said that if he is not coming to be with us, then he shouldn't pass through our village. And the disciples went to Jesus and said, look at their behavior. Lord, just give us permission. Just give us permission. We, you see, we have read that Elijah called fire. We can call fire from heaven to finish all of them. Because of what they want to do to you. Do you know what Jesus said? Do you know what kind of spirit is operating? Oh, that scripture was, is too much for me. Do you know what kind of... So, brother, can I beg you and my own self that let's go back to reflecting seriously when thoughts are forming, when thoughts are detecting, when thoughts are running through our minds, we need to have a certain break to try and examine who is influencing this thought. Who is at work here? And until we do that, 
we may not be thinking well. Praise the Lord. These are the crucial matters of our faith. I say crucial because that one is, be, is within your purview. Nobody else can do that for you. And I was trying to tell you from the beginning that sometimes some of the things we experience give us the thought. Sometimes some of the things we hear, they give us the thought. Sometimes some of the things that we see, they bring the thought. But there is a way. I mean, God never said they will not come. That, no. Even when we are born again, things will still happen. But the ability to get it under control and get rid of it is very, very crucial. Amen. We should never give in to thoughts to get us into off balance. We should never, at this stage of our lives, when we are children of God, we must come to the point where evil thoughts, when they are even supplied by the devil, should not get us off. We should be able to know this is not the mind of God. And the Bible has a solution. Cast it down. I don't know how many of us in our own practical way do certain things. By the grace of God, sometimes when certain thoughts are com coming to my mind, as soon as they flash, I speak. Where is this coming from? Oh, get thee behind me, Satan. I mean, I have made it a practice to say some things. Even if it doesn't come out of my mouth, my, my heart will speak it. And I believe that God has done it so, so that even if it was Satan who did it, trying to get you and instigate you to do something, you still have the chance to stop it. Do you remember... Even though we haven't gotten there yet, tomorrow we'll touch on that. But do you remember that there's a scripture that says that, cast it down. I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3 to 5. Let's have a look at it quickly. But we are, second 10, yes. We are human. And we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapon, not worldly weapon, to knock down. Listen to what he said, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Do you know that human reasoning, human thoughts, and false arguments are the ones that go through our mind, through our faults? Everybody thinks, everybody reasons. But what he is saying is that we knock it down. God never said they will not come. They will come, but they ought to be knocked down. Praise the Lord. And so brethren, this is a very, very critical thing for us as children of God. Evil thoughts will never stop coming. Even though we are born again. Even if you don't see something, you don't hear something, you don't, whatever, Satan also has a mouth to sow it to you. 
So when he does it, it is our duty to stop him and to knock it off. Praise the Lord. So tonight, we want to just establish that. These things are with us. Wrong thinkings from time to time will come. Wrong ideas. We can pick it up by some of the things we will see, but you stop it right there and then. You don't give chance to it at all. And that's why the scripture is strongly advising for us. Now, let me just quickly say this. When we get born again, I think it has been emphasized over and over again, but it's good because it will help us to stand very well. When we get born again, our spirits get born again. Our minds do not get born again. Our minds become a project that God gives to us to do. So some of the things that we have done over the years, they are imprinted upon our minds. Now the best way to handle it by God and by His Spirit or by the Spirit of the Word of God, is that you renew your mind. Hallelujah. You do it by the Word of the Lord. Let me have a look. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, verse, verse 4:23. We can go to King James. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is also okay. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Hallelujah. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let's add 24 to 8. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So when you get born again, you are righteous, you are holy. Put Him on. And then what you need when you have put Him on is that now you, you, you renew your mind. The mind is a battlefield. The mind is a place where the Holy Spirit can whisper things to. At the same time, it's a place that your flesh can also whisper things to. Amen. So, depending upon the voice that will come to you, you now have to agree with either the Spirit of God speaking to you through your spirit, or... The flesh that is dictating to you through the human, uh, through the, 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 the flesh which is not renewed through your body and different things. We are the ones to make a decision. And when that decision has been taken, then we'll be directed as to where to go. And so I want us to note that this issue we are dealing with tonight, dealing with wrong thinkings, wrong thoughts, and evil thoughts. They are things that are with us. Something will provoke it by all means. But God is interested in helping us to continually subdue and not to allow it to prevail. Amen. Let's go back to our main scripture from Romans. And then I will say a few things and we will pray. Now, let's go to 6. For to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, two things have been said. To be carnally minded 
is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Choose. Carnally mind spring forth from the things of the flesh. To be spiritually minded spring forth from the Holy Spirit and from the Word of God. So we can stay very calm and agree with God on that note. Very important. Now when men, when Adam had not sinned, Adam didn't have any struggle at all in obeying God. But when Adam sinned and God told him that the day that you shall eat of this fruit, you shall die. As soon as that took place, when he died to the life of God, it is then that the old nature took over. And when the old nature took over, it gave Satan the chance to escalate his life in man. So in Genesis chapter 6, verse number 5, let's quickly have a look at something there. It, it threw man off completely. The Bible says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was so great in the earth, and that every, now listen to this, and that every intent of his thoughts, every intent of his thoughts, of his heart, was only evil continually. So brother, born again and the grace of God, we thank God. Hallelujah. You see, you, you, everybody advances. In sin and in evil. Until God has helped you by his grace to terminate the ability of the sinful nature that controls man. So this is how the origin of the matter is. We are so influenced and under the power of the evil one. That continuously, this is it. And even God himself, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was so great in the earth. How was it so great? Because we have lost, we have lost the life that he gave us, giving us the ability to reason right. We have lost it. And so Satan now is in charge. And then he is bombarding man left and right. And so we were increasing in all of our thoughts. But blessed be the name of Jesus. When the Son of God came and terminated the ability of sin in us. That's why the grace of God, we cannot joke with it. Praise the Lord. It is just by grace. It is just by grace. It's not anything any of us did. I, 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 that's, that's the thing. And I said, hey, standing here, coming to preach. Thank you, Father. Who am I? If the Lord has not shown me that mercy, that wouldn't have been possible. We should always refresh ourselves in the grace of God as to how it brought us to where we are. You know, if you want to understand it better, you can look at Esau have I hated, Jacob have I loved. When they were not even born to come for them to display their colors, God has granted somebody grace. 
And that grace is what has brought us. Praise the Lord. And so we must always remember the grace of God. But quickly, you see, if the grace of God doesn't come in, the thought of his heart increases continually in evil. And so wrong thinkings, even now that we are saved, because we are still in the world of sin, and because we are still in the, in the body that has not been renewed, there is a combat coming back to us. There is a fight. There is a resistance. Trying to still bring us back. But blessed be the name of the Lord as we keep renewing our minds and submitting to God, the victory is won. Amen. Let me quickly take you to something that was such a blessing to my heart. I wrote something down here. I said, if you don't win the battle in your mind, you become a victim or a defeater. If we don't win, this thing that we are talking about tonight, if the thoughts come and you don't overcome it, automatically, you are a victim. Hallelujah. But let me quickly share something with you that really this morning was such a blessing to me. In Matthew chapter 15, let's rather touch Matthew 12. Verse number 33. Matthew 12, 33. We will just be on that and be praying. The Bible says, Ada, make the tree good and its fruits good. Or else, make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Hallelujah. Hey, this is a very big one. Let's continue. 34. Brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak. And a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth Good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that if, uh, I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, this scripture, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Every tree, listen, every tree is known by its fruit. Hallelujah. These are some of the areas upon which we can have a private investigations about where we stand with the Lord. Make the tree good and its fruit will be good. The fruit of what comes out of us shows who we are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he coming back. And so, brethren, tonight we can just, in this short momentum time, we can be reflecting and be thinking about what goes on in us 
when we are all by ourselves? What are some of the things that we give in so much to that influences us? The Bible says, make the tree good. And of course, the only person that can make the tree good is God. Amen. The only person that can make us good is the Lord. And it is through the process of receiving Jesus for sin to be terminated. Hallelujah. So when that termination has taken place, and we continue with the process of renewing ourselves in the word of the Lord, if you continue in my way, then I use my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. As we continue in those things, we'll be renewing ourselves. And gradually, our fruits, I mean, our fruit will show who we are. Our fruit would by all means show who we are. If we begin to bear any other fruit different from the principles of the word of God, I want to plead that ourselves should sit down and even ask ourselves, why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Why am I bearing fruit like this? It simply means that as soon as you bring yourself to that, you'll be able to judge the matter very well. In fact, Refusal to ask yourself, why am I doing this, would only give you a chance to behave more, to misbehave more. So when we have been made good by the Lord, our duty is as simple as continue in it and continuously get ourselves renewed. Evil thoughts, they are ever present. Evil imaginations will be supplied by many things. The devil, by what we see with our eyes, by what somebody will say, by what somebody, by the act of somebody, all of this by all means can bring you to the point where if you are not careful to cut them, you'll find yourself reacting to it and you'll be destroyed. So, There is no point at any point in time or there is no way we should ever give in to the fleshly reactions which are carnality. Whatever happens to us, we must examine carefully. But sometimes as a child of God, you can say simple things. This thing that this person has done that I'm going to do this, what will I gain from it? Ah, I don't have to. Get thee behind me. And in fact, if you care to know, you can even ask the Lord, where is this even coming from? When you ask a simple question, where is that thought coming from? As soon as you ask, the Lord will say, well, I'm glad that you have asked. You know where it's coming from, the devil. Sometimes the influence is from the devil. Sometimes it's from what you have seen. Sometimes it's from what you have experienced. But in all of this, God is still asking us that we walk in the Spirit by being obedient to the law of the Spirit. Amen. Make the tree good and its fruit shall be good. Make the tree bad and its fruit shall be bad. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It is too powerful. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
Shall we bow down for prayer? As a man thinketh in his heart, the wrong thinking, the evil thinking, if we allow it in our minds, we would eventually become exactly what it says. But if we stop it by the renewing of our mind, casting down the imagining, tomorrow, God willing, we will see He would help us with how we can victoriously have good thoughts. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. How we will see ourselves operating. But tonight we just wanted to establish briefly wrong thinkings, where they come from, and how we need to be on the alert to make sure that we will stop it in their tracks. We thank you, Father. Would you whisper a prayer, sincere prayer from the bottom of your heart concerning this matter? Thank you, Father. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you for the victory in Christ Jesus. That makes us overcome, Lord. Thank you, Holy Father, that we are not under the influences of darkness to submit ourselves to. Thank you, Lord, for the provision by the Spirit of God to be subjected to Him through the law of the Spirit. Tonight, Lord, we pray that you would help each one of us that we may not give in to evil thoughts. A dead man is the one who doesn't have thoughts coming to him. But thank you that those of us who are alive, there is a provision for us to walk in. I pray that tonight, you would help each one of us, Lord, with a clear understanding of the springing forth of your word into eternity. Lord, help each one of us to be renewed in the spirit of our minds, we ask you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the mind of Christ. Thank you for the mind of the word of God. Thank you for the privilege of the Holy Spirit living in our spirits. Lord, please help us to understand these things that our fruits may declare who we are in the inside. We bless you and thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll ask Mama to come.